The game has finally gone. The beautiful game we love and adore has been ruined by VAR. You can't celebrate goals anymore. They're making decisions brutally, brutally wrong. Um, in other news, though, Villa absolutely battered Brighton 6-1. Man City lost away at Wolves. Man United lost again, which it probably isn't so much of a surprise. Uh, and Luton picked up their first three points of the season. What is going on in the Premier League? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, lads. Welcome to the show. Are we looking, boys? We good? Good. Good. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about today. Um, I am going to be power talking because I feel like I've had about seven coffees already this morning. Not feel, I actually have had, so I'm a bit like... Uh, which is a good thing, though, because we've got so much to talk about. We have to start with the Liverpool game. Liverpool-Tottenham, Saturday evening. Um, 2-1 to Tottenham, fantastic win for them. But the game was overshadowed. The game was marred by a ridiculous decision for Luis Diaz's disallowed goal. Mark... Kick us off, please, because I know you did a watch along for this, and I know you were absolutely fuming with it, weren't you? I didn't. I, this, I didn't actually do a watch along for this because I'd, I'd been doing the United game, so I, did, I missed the start. But I watched it, so I actually—it's a different thing for me to watch it and not do a watch along. Yeah. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed the game, and I, I was so excited about it. We'd spoken about it on, um, on on the content last week, and I was like, "What a game! It's the game of the weekend." And as soon as the red card happened, I was like. You know, sometimes a game you look forward to. I don't like a red card. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it was a red card, by the way. You know, I don't. What think do you reckon? Do you think it's a red? I think he's been a little bit unlucky. Yeah, you I know, when, when you go over the top of the ball and and your foot rides the top of the ball yeah. and it bounced onto yeah. his leg. Yeah. I think if you've played the game, you can see he's yeah. he's not going to hurt him. him. But again, well, he goes with the top of his foot, doesn't he, to get the ball? But then the ball goes like that. And yeah, and he's, ro- down, he's rolled the ball. But yeah. when you see the uh, ref go to the monitor, oh, yeah. he's just got one, one still image of his foot. His yeah, I don't think that's fair. No. The refs think, ref in the game I see the think moment. Put that into Canberra as well, and then there's like some blood coming yeah. out of his ankle, <laughs> just to make <laughs> it a little bit worse or something. But he's been really unlucky, hasn't he? The, yeah. the refs probably seen he's, he's rolled the ball. And never give the red. Yeah. But when he sees that still image, we all have to give a red at that point. Yeah, I know. Well, They've it, never even played the clip for him. It's just a still image of him doing him on the shit. Bit, yeah. The yeah. thing I love about football is it's open to everybody. It's it's diverse. And I'm not talking about you know normal diversity. I'm talking about intelligence. Like, idiots can watch football. Yeah. It's very, very obvious. But what I feel that when they put those pictures up and go, go and have a look at it, and his first thing he's looking at is that studs on the thing. Yeah. It's human nature, isn't it's it? Finished, You're yeah. going to go, oh, that's really bad. But then you, you know, and then the intelligent people who've watched the game for years or played the game go, 
Yeah, but that's you can break your leg. Remember David Boost? Yeah, no, you know he yes. got it from both In ways. Case, yeah. What was he going to do? Send them both off. You, you, it's a, you're going to get injured. And I was like, we're sending people off now because of the results and not how we got there. And I think that he's really unlucky. It's physics that cause it. Yeah. And yellow, the, the referee on the pitch gave the yellow card. Like, don't overrule the referee on the pitch yeah. because a lot of the time they've probably got it right because they're they're, they're playing. You know, referees on the pitch. Watch it in well, real time. Well, that's my point. I think he's there. He saw it. He saw the, him ride the ball, but he never watched a clip. He just mm. had a still image, and it looks horrendous. It's like yeah. they're directing him to send him Absolutely. up. Absolutely. This is a bit that gets the, the fans' backs up. And not even if you're a Liverpool fan. I was, I'm a neutral watching this game on Saturday, right? And I'm thinking that it's almost like they want him to get a red yeah. card. And then with what happens with the Diaz disallowed gold, it's like... They want that goal to be disallowed. And yeah. this is the bit that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Do you know the worst part for me, actually, about this, this disallowed goal? Sorry to move on from the red card, which I agree with you guys. I think, I think it was harsh. I do. I think it was harsh. I understand it being a red, but I think it was harsh. It ruins the game, though. It does it? ruin the game. And that's the bit for me. I was like, oh, come on. I'm, I'm settled in here. I've got my burger on the way from, the, from Deliveroo, right? This is going to be a good Saturday, OK? And it kind of ruined it a little bit. Either way, it was a good match. But the bit that really that I found really disappointing about this Louis Diaz goal, right, is that they never showed a replay of it. Well, they showed one, didn't they? They showed one very quick replay, right, as soon as it had happened, and the game was moved on already. It's like the game was already restarted again. I'm thinking, well, that was quick. They must be double sure. And every image we saw, we thought, that's onside. That looks onside. They didn't show another replay for the rest of the first half. Not one replay, yeah? And then at half-time, they didn't talk about it, not once, yeah, until... 10 seconds before the start of the second half, yeah? Happens a lot. So it, that tells me, right? That tells me. Do you know what it tells me? Is that Sky, Sky, are, in bed with the- Sky are in bed with the people at VAR, or the, whatever it is, PJ, whatever it is, yeah? They're in bed with them because they must have got straight on the phone and said, do not highlight the fact that we've cocked up here. Do not show it. Do not talk about it. Do not, like, badmouth this. Do not nothing, all right? I guarantee you that's what's happened. So that's why Sky were under direct orders to not say a single word about it. But it does happen. I mean, we've, we've, you know, it's whether we want to say it or not, but we've all operated around the mainstream media, and that is what has happened. It's exactly what's happened. And it's happened. almost... And this is the problem. It's a dictatorship, and the fans are the lifeblood of football. We're not stupid. We're like, where's the replay? Where's the yeah. replay? Where's the replay? They're not showing it because they think we're going to forget. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're absolute idiots. Like, we're not going to forget. No. Own it. Own it quick. And uh, we were talking before we came on air. I mean, uh, the, the incredible thing is anybody could see that that... I mean, apparently Stevie Wonder was ringing up saying it was offside. <laughs> but anybody could see it was offside. And onside, onside. Uh, offside, onside, yeah. I'm as bad as them now. <laughs> and they've indoctrinated me. But we were saying, weren't we, like, like I don't care if they play on for a minute and yep. it's up the other end and it's and a corner and, and the back. referee just goes, hold on a minute, yep. blows up and says, we've got it wrong, it's a goal. Spurs fans are going to be calling in. We're going to be saying that's ridiculous on a Monday, but at least you get the right decision. You need, ultimately, the rewards are so big. You need the right decision. Yeah. If, if we're sat in that uh, studio... All of a sudden, that you've said play on, and we've cancelled the goal. Yeah. We're talking, lads. We've made a yeah. big booby. Yeah. Get on the blower. Thirty seconds later, and you could have stopped it. That's yes, it. there'd be uproar. There might have been five passes. There might have been a. Th- it does not matter. Get the rewind it. Get the decision right. Ultimately, us guys in the studio, we're still going to get a right roasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ultimately, you've come to the correct decision. Yeah. Now. They knew 30 seconds after that they'd made a big boo-boo, but they didn't have anything to 
Stop it. The, the, who, who, was, who was it that was doing Super Sunday? Who was, on, who was in the um, studio? Which, which players was it? Was it Mika Red Richards Nap and Redknapp? Fr Friday, on Friday night. No, on Saturday. Saturday. Saturday Redknapp was there and um, was it... It was Kelly Cates, Redknapp and somebody else, right? Yeah. But this is, this is the bit that... So they, they know, Jamie Redknapp knows, Kelly Cates knows. Well, Gary Neville knew, but then he's changed 24 hours later. He's gone... Oh, they should accept the apology. And it makes me think, no. oh, works for we, Sky, does he? You yeah, know, you think, that. you know... To be honest, it? the one thing I thought VAR were going to do, it was going to stop us having pub conversations yeah. about decisions. But actually, because it's been so bad, we have more conversations about decisions now than we've ever, ever had. And this, for me, the offside is the one thing in my time when it all started working in the Premier League, the one argument that no team could ever have. No. Because they were going to stop it. Yeah. They were going to... Hold us still. They're going to draw the lines. And we spoke about the worst decision last week, the handball. That can still be human error because that's an interpretation. Yeah, yeah. You stop the clip. You've got the camera angles. You draw the lines. It is finished. There were no arguments. It's offside is offside. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we've gone from... I didn't think we could make a worse decision than last week, but this week, we've somehow compounded the whole thing and made a decision that really, to any Premier League fan, manager, coach, player... It's indefensible. Yeah. It cannot. Ha it just can't happen. I think this is the worst um, VAR mistake we've had. The 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 one, the only one that runs it close. But that's down to technical error. It's down to like actual error with something. Was the goal line thing with, with Villa, Villa Sheffield United? Wasn't it? Uh, Villa Sheffield United. Ooh, also, the ball's over the line. Arsenal yeah. Brentford was last February. It was offside again. Exactly. Threw the that. line wrong. So, I mean, so in six months, in two huge games that could have impacts in both seasons' title races. Arsenal have been screwed. Yeah. And and Liverpool have been screwed. This is on, the, on, this on technology. This is the 14th apology that the PGMOL have submitted in total. And that's only the ones they've apologised yeah, for. There's a hundred. <laughs> there's a hundred real ones. Um, so this is their statement that they came out with. It was um, the goal by Louis Diaz was disallowed for offside by the on-field team of match officials. This was a clear and obvious factual error and should have resulted in the goal being awarded through the VAR intervention. However, the VAR failed to intervene, which is so the guy has one job. One the guy job. has one job. You should yeah. have given him some of your coffee. Wake him up. Bloody Genuinely, hell. he has one job. His job is to say. And do you hear the, the language that they use, by the way? It's it's check complete. So the guy that in the VAR studio is saying, stick with your original decision, check complete. Yeah. So what what kind of language is that? It's, simplify it. You, ha you just simplify it and say um, it should be awarded as a goal. It should be a goal, and that's all you need to say. You don't need to worry about check complete. You don't need to worry about stick with the original decision. You should tell him what the actual answer is right there and then, and it's as simple as that, isn't it? Look, absolutely. The, I mean, Klopp has to come on the, the TV after and, and try and somehow remain relatively he, calm. He was brilliant. He was and brilliant. brilliant. And it was a brilliant interview. Calm, yeah. And to be fair, he will bob on, because yeah. if he actually went one step beyond, all it's going to do is affect him because they will be taking money out of his bank account. And he even alluded to the fact he cannot even, after that game, talk about it, even though everybody on the planet knows it's the worst and, decision you've ever seen. And Van Dyke as well. But having played the game, I, I, I haven't, but I, I said I, I, was on, I was on the radio talking about it and I said if I was Klopp, I'd, I'd do that. It's really hard to do. And I'd walk in the dressing room and I'd say you lads are brilliant. Yeah. Ten and nine men you were brilliant, we're going to have a good season, we'll leave this for the club to sort it, out. It, yeah. And the club have come out and done a statement. It's an easy one for the manager yeah. when you put a, a yeah. performance in like that. Yeah. But we haven't even talked about the other uh, sending off. I mean, the first yellow card... Shambles. It, He's actually... He hasn't done anything. He's not done anything. <laughs> he he's, clipped, done anything. he's clipped him and the guy's tripped himself up. Yeah, I know. It's... 
I mean, come on. And, and, and then to lose in that last kick of the game by an own goal when you've had nine men is... It's, it's gut-wrenching, but the officials... They're having too much. We, we, we're talking too much about this kind of thing now. When game's really it, that game was ruined. Yeah, ruined. And do you, do you, do you, honestly, do you, do you think we will ever get rid of VAR? Do you reckon we'll ever go back to just having a referee and having linesmen and having a fourth official and that's it? It's not and literally that decision it. to make now. No, it's, 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 it's too big. It's, it's too big. Now. Yeah. What they should do is do what we've been going on about for over a year now. Is they should say, "This is a handball." This is a fat red card, yeah. and they, well, offside. They don't. They, they've got the technology already, but and also they should be publicly accountable. They're a dictatorship. They're like a. They're like a well, political why party. Get, uh, why yeah, don't we yeah. get an ex Premier League player, or not even a Premier League player, an ex player, in that box with them yeah. for that red card yeah. and say, look, you can see he's not gone to hurt him. No. He's overstretched on a touch. He's rolled on top of the football. You can't be getting a red card for that. You know what though, Watto? Though, if the referee on the pitch gives the red, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay. If yeah. he gives the red, I yeah. can go. He's got that wrong. He's a bloody idiot, but he's given it. But when he gives a yellow on the pitch, and then they're in his ear, yeah. refereeing that. That like, what? What? What is your job? So you, you're refereeing the game on red cards, but you're not refereeing the game on handballs oh, if yeah. they don't give it. No. So you're sticking your nose in when you want to. And it happened with Casemiro last year on the pitch, yellow card, similar it, tackle. Yeah. You think you should give a red? Andre Mariner the day before didn't give two reds on the pitch for the same tackle. Oh, like really? I'd go with, I'd, I think there's some simpler rules they need to go through. And um, yeah, I just We've I've got had enough some... of it. It's so inconsistent. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's 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 brain numbing mm. to be honest. I hate the the, the 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 beauty of football is right when a ball goes in the back of the net, and you know as a football fan or as a football player or what you know when a goal's good, don't you? You know when a goal's good, and that. That moment, that four or five seconds of absolute elation and joy where you know you can lose your shit for a second and just go, oh, my God, this has actually happened, this is incredible, is gone. You, you don't do, get well, to do it anymore. Well, if anybody's naive enough to do it, that the, feeling leaves you well, because... Because you're going to think, I'm going to look you, like you, a fool in a minute. You're just going to start waiting. Yeah, I'm going to look wait. like I'm a fool in a minute. So then you can't do that anymore, and that's the bit that kills it for me, is where you can't lose yourself anymore. And I want to lose myself on a Saturday afternoon when a massive goal goes in. You in don't get to do it because you're always thinking, well, hold on a minute, that happened there, that might have been there, that might have happened there. And you have to go through loads of little segments now to just make sure that it's a goal, and that's the reason why I think... Well, it's not even with that gone. Curtis Jones red card. You're watching the game, he's been given a yellow card, everyone's sort of... De- you know, the player's injured, everyone's absolutely fine, and everyone's no one's demanding a red. No, no, and then suddenly, suddenly he's like, oh, I'm going to this. And you're like, oh, you know, go. the game's going to change yeah, yeah, now. And it was absolutely fine. Um, let's move on for talk about VAR, because I don't like it, I don't enjoy it. Just Let's talk about the game quickly. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic game, wasn't it? These are the sort of games we want to see on our TV on a Saturday afternoon. Spurs, don't get me wrong, they got a few nice decisions go their way, but still very impressive, weren't they? Brilliant start to the season. They played Arsenal last week. I think they arguably were the better team in the last 20 minutes there. They could have won it. Uh, I think Liverpool I think Liverpool would have beat with them with 11 men. Yeah. But, but you know, Spurs have become a victim themselves because they've had a fantastic win that really doesn't mean anything because yeah. of the injustice against I Liverpool. I almost feel a bit sorry for Spurs. Yeah. But, they're, yeah. They're, but they're, not, they're, they're, they're not bothered. They're, they're, they're doing right. really well. Um, there's no reason with no European football if they can avoid injury. There's no reason why they can't have a really, really good season. And I'm talking top four. Yeah, top four. Watto, just give me a bit of goalie analysis, would you please? Because Allison made some incredible saves, double saves from Vicario. Yeah. They look proper goalies, them two, don't they? Well, we spoke last week. Um, the, the Spurs, great start to the season. Best they've had for 
whatever or joint best they've had for 17 points and whatever they've got and I think the goalies had a big contributing yeah. factor to that um, he made double saves in the game and, and kept a minute in big moments but Alisson on the other hand you've oh. been there you know when you've gone down not normally nine men but yeah. you go down to ten men and you, you're on fire you're making your saves and then for, for Matip to put it past you oh, it's heartbreaking one, it's heartbreaking yeah and it, it, it's so deflating but I think the two goalies on show in that game are certainly you know what? on I top of the quickly, game quickly let me just jump in on Alisson here right if, if there's anybody wants to watch a goalie who is on the front foot yeah this is, this is proper front footed goalkeeping here right you know when somebody's about to put a cross in? As a goalie, you can read it and you can sort of gauge whereabouts he's going to push it, put it by where he looks, his body shape, the way he's approaching the ball, all that kind of stuff. Um, Alisson is just a master at this, right? So as soon as he sees it, he will look at the players in the box and he'll think, right, he's obviously going to be aiming for it. He will already have made a couple little steps to make sure his body is in the right possession to go and attack that ball. He is looking to come and take the ball. And I watched him do it about five or six or seven times. He did one where he came out and did a diving punch thing. Oh, it was incredible. There's one that's whizzed across the face of the goal and he's actually read it so early. He, 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 he's in a position where yeah. the Spurs guys don't go in behind it and he just takes his hands away because he's going to parry it in the goal and he just leaves it. But they don't attack behind it because they think he's going to get it. Exactly. This, this, that, this is the sort of thing in goalkeeping, right? They just go so unnoticed. People don't appreciate it unless you're an actual goalkeeper. But his performance on Saturday for me was just outrageous. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the technical detail you two guys do, but for me, he's the best goalkeeper in yeah, the world. I think he in is. the world. Yeah. Like the obviously, world. with Courtois being injured, but he's comfortably the best in the. Prem. No, he's he's up the level in the Premier League. He is, hasn't he? Sure. For I sure. Think, I think so. uh, and quickly, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about um, Wolves beating Man City in a minute. Um, James Madison just continued his incredible start to the season. Just everything in that Tottenham midfield, everything at the top of that pitch just goes through him. Like He's that little dictator, isn't he? If they it? lose him, they'll struggle. Yeah, yeah they will. Sure. He looks to me is like your son playing football yeah. on a Sunday. Having a nice Playing time. with a smile on his <laughs> face. He's, he's running the whole show. He's in position. He plays a pass. He's just enjoying the game. It's like going back to when you first played on the park field and all you wanted to do was go and play football with your mates. Yeah. And I think when you play in that mindset and that mode, you perform like he's performing. It's like there's a weight lifted off his shoulders from the Leicester experience. He obviously really enjoys his position, the manager, playing in front of them fans. But it's just like a Sunday kickabout. It's, a, it's really nice to see. Yeah, it is nice to see. Uh, fantastic start for Tottenham joint top. Would you believe it? Lukey boy, we buzzing? Luke's a Spurs fan, by the way. He is buzzing, by the way. Um, right then, we did not see this one coming. We did not see this one coming. Um, 3 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Everybody had it as a home win. Everybody without fail. Everybody had Haaland as captain in their fancy Premier League. Um, everyone had Carl Walker, Edison. Mm, absolutely zilcho from him. Craig Dawson, masterclass. What a- uh, yeah, I absolutely loved watching him marking Haaland. He, 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 he was like a puppy with his first master. <laughs> he followed him everywhere. He didn't play like uh, a conventional centre-half where normally you'd hold a zonal position for yeah. wide balls. He knew Haaland's the danger. Yeah. I've got to latch on to him. And he just stuck there, stuck there, stuck there. I'm sure if we could have ever done a piece with Dawson and Haaland, both of them would have been like, just leave me alone, let's get separated from it. He, he, it was a proper centre-half performance. He never left him alone. And it's probably the first time Haaland's been marked like that because he never marked the space. He marked the man, so he couldn't get any actions. It do, do you think this is a new way to approach Man City, then? Do you think this is what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to pick up one centre-back and go, right, your job today, stick to him like glue. I think 
I think really there's a really telling stat which I've just read off there, and I, I didn't know this, but I, I was going to say about Rodri anyway. They've lost five of their last fifteen when he's not played. Wow. And yet they've only lost five of the last sixty-seven when he has played. Wow. I mean, I think Rodri is. I think everybody knows how important he is for Man City, but I think some people still don't realise how important but, he is. But, but the drop-off yeah. that you saw in that game were huge. I mean, the possession stats yeah. and the amount of times that actually they allowed Wolves into the game by being loose on the ball in midfield and actually Wolves' biggest threat were on the transition, quick counter-attacks, and that's what got them in the game. They wouldn't have lost that possession yeah. when Rodri's in the field. No. But then you go back to the week before, stupid red card. Yes. Go on, I was just going to say, I think um, it's great for the Premier League and um, to be fair to Wolves, they, they, they deserve this. They were, they were up against Liverpool a few weeks ago, second half ran out of steam, they should have beat United opening day. They've been, they've, they've had been due a result, and I was really pleased for them at the weekend. This is a massive result for a team like Wolves. Like I said, this is when, when you when you look at your upcoming fixtures, like as a manager or as a, even as a player, you look at it and you'll go, well, we might get something there. You know, we might there all three points on that one. But when you see Man City on that fixture list, right, that one is cross for it. Yeah. I promise you it's a cross for it. It's red. You, 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 don't, you don't worry about three it. Three goals against and oh, we'll walk away because you don't, want, you don't want to be upset with your goal difference, especially away from home. But even at home, like if you can take a two or three, you don't want to be seen as negative and all this before the game. But in-house, as staff and people around the environment, you know how tough it is. Yeah. And just don't get the four, five, sixes yeah, yeah, because... Yeah. They're hard to come that back from. You a bit, yeah, they're hard to come back from. Yeah. Um, so to take a point or then ultimately beat him, it is, you know, I, I think he's done a, a, an unbelievable job, uh, O'Neill, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, in very trying circumstances, taking over so late yeah. uh, at the end of pre season. And he looks as though there's there's something going on there that, yeah. that they're going to be able to hold on to. And we spoke last week, you know, the three or four points like just with what we've been talking about all morning, VAR decisions. Exactly that. Uh, right, Ollie Watkins on fire. Um, obviously, I go and use my wild card this week and take him out of my team um, when he got a nice little hat-trick, 23 points. Um, Villa, though, again, a little bit of a surprise result. I don't think anybody saw this one coming, did they? I did. I went with the Villa win. Yeah, you went with Villa win. You wouldn't have gone for a six-one though. No, but I suppose when you look at it, and I, I, I was really looking forward to this weekend, and I, 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 this was like the half-twelve game. I was like, yes, I'm watching this. And um, again, I think that Brighton have lost to Everton last season. They got smashed. West Ham. The way they play football, and it is to their credit, they've got an identity. Is that they never stopped playing yeah. that style of football, even at six. And um, I mean, again, there was a couple of dodgy referee decisions in that. The yeah, third was, goal yeah. was a foul. Def- yeah. Definitely yeah. a foul. Definitely but that would discredit uh, a Villa win, which was 100% reserve, uh, deserved. They were, they were fantastic. The energy, the way that they closed Brighton down. Emery had a game plan and, and Brighton couldn't deal with it. And uh, they thoroughly deserved the win. Um, and Brighton were just really off, really off. They couldn't string passes together. And yeah. if they can't do that, they don't have a different way to play. And Villa, I mean, Villa could have had a couple more. Yeah, I think, listen, I think Brighton will be absolutely fine. Like, but the, yeah. the, the thing I like about Brighton is, like I say, don't get me wrong, they've just let in six goals and they're always going to concede Brighton the way that they play. Um, but they will stick to the way they yeah, play. Yeah. And that is the beauty of what Robert Deserby is doing there, is that they will say, no, do you know what? We've lost six when it's cool, but next game we go and do exactly the same thing, you know? That's the way we play. Still up there, aren't That's they? exactly yeah. the way we play and we stick to that. He trusts them to play the football. The, the game at the weekend, um, I think Emery is really cute as a yeah. coach. Tactically... He set Villa up just as they start playing, they're going to be on that front foot, on the jump behind the pass, 
and they were just on top of them. And I thought Brighton's midfield two in front of the back four just got overran a little bit. There were a yeah. uh, young kid in Shawwood making his yeah, debut. Yeah. Gilmore in there. Villa had too much for them, yeah. and they were too quick, too, too powerful, much experience, too, too powerful. much experience. Yeah, that's what it it's is. a tough game at Villa Park, you know, Dude, to make right to make your is. debut as a young oh. kid. So they obviously think he's the real deal, but it's tough against. City, uh, sorry, Villa's main men in there in that game, and they just got overran playing what is their normal game. And ultimately, they stick to their game plan and think even when they get back at 3 1, we'll keep going, keep going. Mm. But Villa were too good on the and day. at 3 1 at second half, they, they could have, yeah, next the next goal was, was yeah. going to be key, and it went 4 1. I mean, Jacob Ramsey's goal was, was beautiful, but, right now, huh? but Villa now at home, just reading on the things, 10 consecutive games at home they've won. Jeez. Only, only City done better. They've got that, a good run of the, games coming yeah, up. Again, and that, that, I mean, to do that at any level at home, ten wins. That's that's. Okay, Oli Watkins, I apologise, mate. You're going back in the fantasy Premier League team um, this week. Realistically, where where can Villa finish this season? Well, it's going to be top 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 six because it's so competitive. So like, five get Champions League this year, don't they? Maybe, maybe, yeah. If they get Champions League football, that is fantastic. And Ollie Watkins, um, does he deserve a place in well, Gareth Southgate? Southgate were in the stands watching, wasn't he? Exactly. So he wasn't uh, in the last what, what a time no, to get a hat trick! What a time to get a hat trick! I think. Look now, um, if you think about the players who could potentially get in that England team behind Kane, Wilson, not always a starter. Well, he's injured at the minute anyway. Yeah, Calvert Lewin, not yeah. always a starter. Um, if he comes on and, and scores a hat trick, he, he's got to be up there. Tony's not available. Yeah. I mean, he's got to what be ahead more? Of what, and what, 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 what more does he have to do if you're scoring goals in the mm-hmm. Premier League? All right, uh, it's time for one question go in a minute. But uh, quickly, can I just give a shout out to my son? Actually, um, Louis Foster, you little legend, had a game yesterday, Sunday, away at Hampton Reds. Scored this. Have a little watch on it on the on the screen now. Um, have a look at this. Uh, gets the ball, little um, step over, boom, bends one over the goalie into the corner, thirty-five yards out. Louis Foster, well done, mate. Proud dad moment that was, you know. Chapeau, chapeau, well done, Lou Dog. Uh, right, one question go. Come on, then. What here we go? What got. Let's see. What I, got. I think with the scores currently at one-one, I've got to be on my A game here because I think both of you for sure know the answer to this okay, question. Okay, then. Are we ready? Which club? Did Jermaine Defoe play for before signing for Rangers in 2020? Sunderland. Wrong. Before signing for Rangers? Rangers. I'm going to count down from five, four, three. I'm going to say Spurs. Two, one. Spurs. Bournemouth. Yes! A voice from the library! A voice from the library! AFC Bournemouth. I did not know that. I did not know that. We stay at 1-1, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well done if you got it at home. It's a good question, that. Good yeah. question. Mm. Honestly, I'm on, I'm on them. Very good question. Never mind, we are, we are rubbish at that one question go, by the way. Uh, don't forget, we've got the quiz at the end of the show, the proper quiz. Um, and if you didn't watch last week's show, Watto, Watto went and won. Watto... <laughs> Incredibly and you actually won got one, one right in it as well. Come Watto, on, Watto incredibly. Won yes, that looks a lot so, better. Uh, that looks a lot better. Yeah, was, I saw the clip. There was he was making Granny's cry with that clip. It, <laughs> like it was like a, it was like a life. Honestly, I've had the best week of my life since that, guys. Thank you so much. He'll probably get not another point for the rest of the season, but he's off the mark at least. Anyway, Luton. um, And so are they. And so are Luton off the mark. I love that. He's the Luton segue. 
Nice little segue. Uh, Watto, um, sorry, uh, Mark, all season long you've been saying they're not going to get a single win all season, they're not going to win. Well, they went and did it away at Everton. Again, another one of those games we didn't see coming, did we? No, no, and it wasn't a smash and grab. They were winning for a long part yeah, of that game, yeah. and uh, Everton have got a. I think Everton have got to look at the Sean Dyche situation. I really do. We talk about Emery. We talk about the Zerbi. Everton are as big as Villa and they're bigger than Brighton. And I don't know why they're messing around with this brand of football. Uh, I really like Sean Dyche, um, but I think football's moved on and you can't be losing at Goodison Park. So Luton, with all due respect to Luton, take the plaudits. Well done. Really great, really great. Maybe they can perform a miracle, but... Everton aren't in a position where they can afford to lose to Luton, and they're right back down there yeah. again. I think it's look, Luton are Luton. They're gonna they're gonna scrap and fight, and maybe they can, you know, I would assume they'll take that on now into the Burnley game, and you know, maybe even Spurs at the weekend. But yeah, good, great result for Luton. But I don't know how Everton are losing that. We, we spoke a minute ago about when you're a team and you look at the fixtures coming up, and then you go possibly, possibly Everton would have had this one down as a win. But I think Luton probably would as well. Well, I think that tells you all we need to know about Everton because that's their fall from grace. You're reading on the stats that they've lost the first four home games since 1958-59. But it's just not a Sean Dyche performance, is it? Ultimately, in the game, Everton get to the final third and it just peters out. Yes, there's lots of crosses in the box, there's bodies in the box, but it's a scrap and a fight. It's not... Luton will love that as well. Yeah, that's what Luton wants. It's not the intricacies of football that you face in the Premier League. Look, we said last year when Daishi went in, he'll keep him in the league. And we were 100% right. And it were always going to happen. Everton are a massive football club. Mm. They demand so much more. Um, It just weren't, for me, a Sean Daish performance. They they get beat on two set pieces. Luton actually could have scored possibly three or four from the corners. So if you're conceding corners and wide free kicks... uh, in, in a Sean Dyche team, mm. you're going to be up against it. What, what do they need to do then, Everton, to change this complete ethos, this way of this style of football? Do you know what I mean? Do they need to get relegated? Do they need to spend a season in the Championship where they can recruit these players who know how to play football? Well, or do they try and just do it step by step? But that's the thing: if they try and change their style of football now, they'll get relegated, guaranteed. The, the risk and reward for that kind of strategy. Especially, you know, they're going into a new stadium mm. that they're going to potentially fill with another twenty, twenty-five thousand Everton fans. That's how big that club is. Well, that's they, they cannot change. Yeah. yeah, they cannot risk a relegation, um, and and there's just apathy around the whole thing. It's it's not a good feel. It's not good football. And now we're really shocked that they lost the game. I'm not saying they're always going to win, but I didn't expect, like you say, on paper, you know Dice, he knows what the league's all about. Promoted team coming to your ground, you can't get beat. They'd won at Brentford last week, they'd got the momentum. They'd won at Villa in the Cup, all right, changed teams. So they were on a real roll. This was their moment to say, right, this is where we're going to push on and start our season. And actually, the whole thing's just gone from bad to worse. And, and uh, ultimately, I always think, they will and he will maybe just have enough. Yeah. But at some point, they have to really look well, at whether this they is change. A six-pointer. This one was an actual six-pointer, this one. If, like I say, if Everton win this, they pull themselves up to mid-table. Yeah. But for Everton... Reasonable going, start, then. Oh, you're saying that's a really that's a decent start for us. Considering where we've come from last season, decent yeah. start. Luton will be absolutely buzzing with this. Right, we're going to move on. Um, Mark, your boys, Man United. Um, we did This Is Football last week and... Um, I think I went for a draw. I think you went for a Man United home win against Palace. I went for a draw because I just don't know what I'm going to get from Man United. And that's exactly the way it played out. It was a Palace win in the end, but 
doesn't come as a massive surprise, does it? No, um, I think the the contrast is really key when you look at your Brightons, your Villas, your Newcastles, your Spurs. They've got an identity, um, and Manchester United just a, a, it's not just a Ten Hag problem. It was a Solskjaer Mourinho problem. Did Mourinho get United playing the Mourinho way? No. Did Van Hal get them playing the Van Hal way? No. Is Ten Hag getting them play the Ten Hag way? No. There's an identity problem. There's a mentality problem. They can't break teams down. They panic in the final third. They had more than enough possession. I think they had over 700 passes and four shots on target. It's it's it, it's not a surprise, but um, the solution concerns me because we've lost four of the first seven. Um, any manager can be sacked, especially at Manchester United. Pochettino's in the same place. You can't just say it's a project. You, if you lose enough games, you'll get the sack. And um, I don't know what... I think it's a bit like the Everton solution, isn't it? They've, they've, they've got to implement a plan that actually gets them playing good football. That's what Ange has done at Spurs. To do that, I think he's got to make big choices. Um, I'm a big fan of Marcus Rashford, but I'd take him out of the firing line at the moment, put Ganacho on the left, Young does his job, balance. But, um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think United are in for a very, very, very difficult season. Considering they've spent, what, 100 and, what 30, 40, 50 mil in the summer, mm. um, are they a better team than what they were last season? No, the big problem is last. We're not a different team to last season. We don't score. We didn't score many goals last year. I think we scored like under fifty goals when the vast majority of the good sides are scoring seventy, eighty. So, but we had seventeen clean sheets, uh, and there are a lot of defensive injuries, and the goalkeeper has changed. So United normally against Palace would have kept the clean sheet and maybe find the goal at the other yeah. end, but we're conceding and not scoring. So. Um, the defence got United where they were last year and the defence isn't good this year. Let's not take anything away from Palace, by the way, because mm. Palace defended properly, took the goal when they took it. Very nice. It's a massive away win for them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, reading on the thing, Roy Hodgson's record against Man United, it's like incredible. But I always fear these games. You know when you play a team midweek in yeah. the Caribou Cup, Man United think they've already sailed through, Roy's made loads of changes... Roy's thinking more of the game on Saturday than what probably Ten Hag is because Ten Hag's got to win every match every at Man match, United. Yeah. But I, I never felt that Man United would win that game. Um, and again, uh, they the concede from a set piece. They've been really poor defensively from set plays. I think the goalie changing has been a massive, massive thing. They've not scored many goals, Man United, but you've known in times gone by it'd have been a 1-0 win. Yeah. Mm. Now the concede, if you start conceding from set plays as well, uh, and you've changed the goalie, I think the pressure's just going to mount and mount. My big thing is, yes, they don't score many goals. I think the, the top four or top six have probably doubled the yeah. amount that they've scored already. That's, Double trebled, probably. That, that's, yeah. that's the main yeah. difference. So for me, like you're talking about Rashford coming out, but the centre-forward, he's a young centre-forward. He's not scored in the league, has he? So it's like... He has scored a goal. I can't remember who. I don't think it was in the league. One, I think yeah. cut one, yeah. So like he's still trying to find his feet. He's got to. He's got to get that league goal. He's got to get get going a little bit. And this is what we talk about: seasoned professionals who can do it in the Premier League. Anana, goalie, come from obviously um, Ajax. Does he know the league? Is he is he got the capabilities to deal with what the Premier League is? Yes, he's a damn good goalie. I'm not being critical of that, but it least, takes time. It? But but in two critical areas for United, the goalie and the centre-forward, which is in the middle of your yeah. spinier team, made big, big decisions. And at the minute, both of them are not firing. So so you're going to be in trouble when the top and bottom end of the field, you're settling in, you know? I've got a question for you then. What, um, you were at Southampton a couple of years ago. 
Um, and don't get me wrong, Southampton aren't a team that are going to be ripping up trees or anything like that. But when you're going away to Old Trafford, it, I, I would assume that it's a very different feeling to going away to a Man City. When you go to a Man City or an Arsenal, you think, oh, shit, if they're on it today, that is unbelievable. That's, that's, that's gold, which is fine. It's Ten Hag say, 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 saying we're in trouble. Christmas drinks, whatever. It's an Anana. It says, stop picking on me. Um, but we don't pick on Anana, no. Joke. No, we're not picking um, on Good conversation. I, I would assume that going away to Manchester United, as a Southampton, for example, you have a different outlook onto it where you might say, lads, if we're at it today, we've got a chance here, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a totally different thing. We spoke, or I just spoke, just saying you, you're going away to City, the stats tell you it's a 3-0 win for them. Yeah. So you're already on the back foot. You know, that's the worst you really want to happen. When I first started coaching in the Premier League, going to Man United, you were fearing a four and five. Yeah. It were relentless. You know, playing with wingers, two centre-forwards, going to be a tough day, guys. Uh, no, you you don't you didn't fear that now, and you thought you'd got a chance. Obviously, I didn't work when uh, Ten Hag were, were at Man United, but the previous managers that have been there, we we felt as though we'd got got a chance if we set our team up properly. Really? And I think that's what every team's now doing. You know, the the home record for for United, they've lost four out of the first seven for the first time in the history. I don't think any team in that Premier League, maybe without being disrespectful to a Luton, Sheffield, Sheffield United, United yeah. Burnley. Everybody else thinks as though they can go and turn Man United over. And that's that's what's happened to Man United over the last 10 years. The mindset of the opposition's changed. Yeah. Where I think that's where City have a little win because they've changed the mindset of teams going to Man City. Yeah. yeah. Um, OK, I can tell you're upset about this. <laughs> He's all quiet. It's reality. Yeah, uh, right, let's talk about um, some of the other games then. Um, Arsenal, Bournemouth, absolute doddle, wasn't it? Walk in the park, 4-0. First result that Arsenal have looked like the team of last year. Um, I think they've they've ground out a few results this year. They've looked a bit shaky, but um, you know Bournemouth aren't a bad side. I don't think Bournemouth should be in the category of oh everyone's going to roll them over. I still think they're a decent side, but Arsenal just finally snapped into the groove ahead of this Man City game, which is going to be massive for oh. them. So yeah, really good, 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 and letting Havertz take the penalty as well. I think, think they're, they're that confident now. Saka's nodded the first goal in, so I'm going, Odegaard, you have a penalty, Havertz going, you have a penalty. Very nice, they're making it all very homely well, and teamly. Why is Saka not taking the bloody penalties? I want Odegaard, I've got Odegaard. Oh, FPL, I've got Saka, I thought he bloody, could have had a, three, a bloody hat-trick. Imagine, though, if Havertz would have missed that penalty. <laughs> I, I think the Arsenal lads, like, I saw Rice, he was like on his haunches, he wanted to watch and he was... But, like, yeah, please we've, score, we've, yeah, please. You, you've got to score this one, mate, you know what I mean? We're, we're letting you in here. It's, it's like get out of jail free card at Monopoly, innit? Come on, please, make please, sure you please, get it. Um, Newcastle, Burnley. Um, straightforward. It is, isn't it? It's straightforward. You know what's going to happen. Well, the, the fear for me is we keep talking about Burnley being a good team. Yes, lack of goals. But it's the same conversation every week we're having. Where they and, win. and obviously now, they I think they've had a real tough uh, eight games. But they're at um, Luton on Tuesday. It has to stop. Yeah. They have to now mm. get a result from... It, it, forget the nice nicety of how well we think they're playing and all the nice things um, for Vincent Company. They've got to get a result. Yeah, simple as that. Um, and then also just touching on a few of the other ones, not going for us, Brentford, uh, Sunday. This, do you know, this is where Super Sunday next week is incredible. We've got four games. We've got an early game, two o'clock. We've got 4.30, Arsenal, Man City. Um, yesterday's only game was Nottingham Forest versus Brentford. We watch it? No. 
<laughs> no, I were at my son's football, same as you. Yeah, it's true. And then there were a bit of Ryder Cup stuff that. Uh, yeah, I think this one. I think this is probably the reason why that there was only Nottingham Forest or, yesterday. To be honest, with you. is it like thinking we're going to help all the teams get a result in Europe this week? Oh no, they'd yeah. never think. That's <laughs> they'd never think. That's that's tele- it will always be televised money thing. The one people. Watching I, the I was Cup. watching the Ryder Cup. I was watching the Ryder Cup, and then I thought, oh, what time is it? It's what four o'clock. I was like, oh, sweet, we've got the game starting in a minute. Yeah. Checked on live store, score, it already finished. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Forest and Brentford fans, I really, really am. Uh, West Ham uh, beating Sheffield United. West Ham, good start to the season. Jared Byrne on fire, lovely finish. Um, West Ham will be absolutely golden this season. I'm going to say top ten finish for them. I th- I yeah, yeah, I think it was Moyes' 900th game, wasn't it? And a uh, nice way to win. I think just Sheffield United, a little bit like I've just said, Burnley, really. I'm not I'm not really sure what happens. It, it were so, so comfortable for West Ham, 2-0. Home game. Again, they've got they've got to get a result from somewhere. Yeah, you, you, you're going to use the analogy, we got beat eight last week, that's a step forward for us. But... Just a comfortable beating is not a step forward. You've oh. got to do something, <laughs> yeah. you know? They're not scoring goals, and to be honest, where are they going to go and get a result? Like Brentford will beat them, you know, West Ham will beat them. Yeah. You know, where are you going? Everton, maybe. You might get something there. But, um, well, that's it. The only yeah. point, isn't it? Everton yeah. at home, two yeah. apiece. Yeah. Um, Monday night predictions, lads. Um, Fulham against Chelsea. Uh, what are we saying? I fancy Fulham to get something. Chelsea are. Uh, at some point, they probably will click, but I do fancy Fulham. I think they're a good side at home. I don't know if they will click. I'm really not sure if they will well, click or not. Well, I think Fulham are a really good team, but I'm going all out there for Chelsea because they to. were my dark horses. Yeah. So tonight, I am backing them to get on the Give me road. A score. Give me a score prediction, lads. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, Chelsea. 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two draw. Um, Fulham, I like Fulham. Just big sort of proper team I think um, right lads it's quiz time Watto you have got no boom chance of come on back to back wins for Watto no chance come on then Jamie let's go you look excited today Jay I'm looking forward to it I want oh, to get watching the pad yeah Mark's looking <laughs> So the score's 2-2-1, two, two, overall two, score 2-2-1 it just looks so much better for me today it does yeah right question one can you name one of the first clubs to be relegated from the Premier Oldham. League? No. Nottingham Forest. Correct. Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, Middlesbrough, and Crystal Palace all got relegated in the in, inaugural season of the Premier League. Inaugural. That Brian Clough's at the, the end, yeah. Inaugural's a I know, You know why I know that? Because Man United bought Roy Keane because he got relegated. Ah, there you go. go. Not that you yeah. saw that question, Jay, no? No, you didn't see it. It's knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> question two. Which national team does Hakim Ziyech play for? Morocco. I think that's Watto. I think Thank that's Watto. Thank you, my friend. Watto got it, number one. Thank you. I thought it was me. I genuinely thought it was me. No, let's hold on a minute. We always go with hey, the hey, official uh, answer, not, don't we? We're not VAR in it. VAR He's said Watto. Yes! Pitch. On the pitch. And we know really that's wrong then, but I'm going to roll with it, Jay. Thanks very much. The They've had a bad week, haven't they? They've had a bad week. On the pitch. you falling out, Jay, or something? I'm sorry. you falling out. I just had no, a Watto. actually was, been honest this so week. You happy to say Watto than you were. Yeah, and rightly so. Come on, you. Look, you, you said you want to go with the on-pitch ref. Don't go to the Yeah, AR, absolutely. Too, I'll take human error. I'll take it. <laughs> don't think he got his error. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have won four quizzes if we'd have gone like this. <laughs> Question three. Jamie cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal's last match at Highbury was played against what team? Oh, wow. I, I do know this. Charlton. No. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. Everton. No. Was it Spurs? 
No. Oh, I saw Michael Carrick so, and Henry Henry interview. The answer is Wigan. So it was May 7th, 2006. They won 4 2 and Henri Hattrick. Oh, yeah, never going to get that. No, that's a tough one. Who's Wigan? Wigan, who? Just want to shout out to Luke. Luke got that straight away. Did he? Yeah. Well done, Lukey. <laughs> Luke's a swat, though. The Lasagna game, you know, Spurs Champions League year. It was, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Food poisoning. Food poisoning. Lasagna game. Yeah. There we go. Question four Which Spaniard has got the most Premier League appearances ever in the Premier League? Silver. No. Oh, this is a good question. I'm going to go Fabregas. No. Oh, that's a really good question. Come on, to get one on the board. Oh, you can't down whenever yeah, you're well, ready, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, relax your batty. Not yet, not, right. I, I wasn't going to count down yet. Just give you a little bit of time. Um, oh, come on, Jay. Who no, did you, you say? You Five, silver. four, three, two, one. Rainer. No, David De Gea. Oh, I've not got that. Got, I was Gea. thinking I goalkeeper. I, went, I, went, I was thinking goalkeeper and I couldn't think of a Spanish one. Yeah. He's my bloody... <laughs> David De Gea has 415 appearances and Cesc Fabregas is in second who's got 350. Wow. Oh, wow. retiring, by the way. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Mad. Can't get a club. There we go, so no one, no one got points for that one. 1-1-0 uh, still. Questions are good, though, Jay. Yeah, I like them. Question five. Estupinian and Matip both scored an own goal this weekend. Who was the only other player to do so? You hate this question, Tom, don't you? <laughs> Diaz. Diaz is the correct answer. I wouldn't, good knowledge, with, I wouldn't have got it without the hint. What was the hint? What was the hint? Oh, man, He's a Wolves fan. Yeah, oh, oh, that wasn't even a hint. No, it wasn't. You're <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. I didn't even mean it like that. Diaz, come on. Yeah, there we go. 2 nil, 1. Question 6. Career path question. Oh, you're like good at these. You say that every week and never get it. It's reverse psychology. It's like that person who's not good at something. These are your favourites, mate. I have played for Leicester. Everton, Barcelona, Gary Top. Lineker. Gary Lineker. Oh, this is it's a shock. Correct. Nobody <laughs> knows who Gary Lineker is anymore. They can't. We can't do these who questions. Who is he? They have to be. This, we, we're on YouTube, right? We're a younger crowd. Okay. He's got the number one podcast. <laughs> Sports podcast. He presents match of the day. I don't mean it, Gary. I love you really. I do. Yeah. And then we'd have got more chance if you'd have said Walker's crisps. That's what I'm saying. Man. That's good. I'm good at. That's my era. Three nil one. There we go. Question, Question seven. seven. You can still oh. do it, Ben. Oh, four. God. The Dockers derby involved which two clubs? Glasgow Rangers and Glasgow Celtic. No. Edim- uh, it's Edinburgh. It's Hibernian and Hearts. No. Oh, Dockers? The Dockers derby involved which two clubs? Liverpool Everton. No. Millwall and West Ham. Oh, it could have been anybody. Dockers yeah, Dockers. come on. You're looking at me as though I've come out with one from, like, <laughs> 1903 just, there, but like Dockers, that's what it was bought on Glasgow. So confident. <laughs> oh, I was, I was pretty confident there, mate. I tell you, I've never heard. You of thought that. I'd got it, didn't you? I did, yeah. I know. I exuded yeah. confidence. They last met in 2012 in the Championship, and West Ham won 2-1. Oh, nice. Yeah, they haven't played in 11 years now. Ooh. They'll not be playing for a while, don't we? We'll see. Three left. Three, one. Just get Zero. off the mark. I just want to get off the mark. You're having Question. a bad couple of weeks, you. Did you get one last week? No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Question eight. Ryan Giggs is the highest Welsh goalscorer in the Premier League, but who is... Ian Rush. 
Who is? Oh, no, I'm Robert Earnshaw. What do you say? Artson. No. Robert Earnshaw. No, you're all wrong. Um, it's Craig Bellamy. Oh. Ian Rush fucking didn't play in the Premier oh. League, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a good centre forward. I'm, though, stuck in, I'm stuck in the 80s with Gary Lineker. <laughs> yeah, so Ryan Giggs has got 109 and Craig Bellamy has got 81. Of course he has. How many darts and got? You don't know, do you? I don't know, but he wasn't three. three. <laughs> <laughs> so. That means Watto can only make it go to a tiebreaker. Come on, oh, yeah, Come on then, Watto. Come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of a rogue one. Oh! <clears throat> what animal <laughs> is Fulham's mascot? Oh, Fulham? What animal is Fulham's mascot? Is that like the dinosaur of Arsenal? Yeah, it's yeah. I'll, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. His name's Billy. Goat. No. Oh, oh, it's good though. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. I like it. Billy the Badger. Correct. What? <laughs> Where did I get that from? Where did I get that from? It would just cost Billy the Goat. I thought it's got to be BB. We're in Watto time. Billy again, the Badger. Come on. <laughs> Billy the Bear. Black and white. Black and white. Yeah. A bear's yeah. brown, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Billy the Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> We're back into Watto time. Uh, you you, you, you don't want to answer this, do you? But that means you don't get one right this week. Oh, again. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> take it for the Watto. Here. Forfeit. Forfeit. It's just a shame of carrying a zero around for the rest of the Watto game. gets this, it's extra time. Yeah. It is extra time, overtime. No rogue question, this one. No rogue Second question. In a row. You like a rogue question, though, don't you, Watto? Well, I, do, I like that one. <laughs> question 10. Wilfred Zaha has played for England, but what other international team did he switch to in 2017? Ivory Coast, thank you. Correct. We're over. Ivory Coast. <laughs> well done, Watto. Bollocks! I knew that! <laughs> Couldn't afford to bottle it again. I'd be called a bottler. Yeah, and that's the quiz. You're gonna have to stop biking, mate. Monday mornings. I'm sweating now. I feel all watto-stead. Watto's put him under pressure. I've never been under this pressure in the quiz in over a year. Um, <laughs> current standings are three to Mark, two for me, and one for Watto. Um, that's the football feeling, everybody. Well done. We'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>